six green beans sat untouched on his eight-year-old daughter's plate. Normally, things like this do not bother this dad, but this time, for whatever reason, it did. Eat your green beans. But dad, I'm full to the top. You won't pop. Yes, I will. Risk it. It'll be okay. Dad, I can't eat another bite. He knew they were having her favorite dessert that day, which was, maybe not yours, pumpkin pie. And they were going to have whipped cream. So he said to her, how about if I give you a double helping of pumpkin pie with extra whipped cream? Dad, that's great. I'm ready for dessert. How can you have room for pumpkin pie, two, two pieces of pumpkin pie and extra whipped cream, and you can't eat six measly green beans? Dad, this is my meat stomach, and this is my vegetable stomach, and they're full. This is my dessert stomach, and it's empty. So I'm kind of wondering, in a very simple way, is it just possible that life itself is like eating green beans and pumpkin pie? I mean, we like desserts, do we not? And they can be, and you can name them, whatever, any number, I don't mean just the stuff on your table either. We like all of those things. But green beans, mm, not a fan. They just kind of come along and there they are. And what am I talking about these green beans? Well, maybe work isn't going well, or maybe a significant relationship we have has gone south, or maybe someone who was, we thought a best friend has betrayed us. Or maybe someone we love has died. What do we do with those green beans? Something that you and I know, this is the first blank on the paper. Something that you and I both know is this. Green beans come to you unexpectedly. I'm not a prophet but I'm gonna make a predict prediction. Before your life is over and up to this point, there are going to be a number of helpings of green beans that get dumped on your plate. And the question would be, what, what do I do when I have these green beans dumped on my plate? How do I react? And I guess the question could be, how have you reacted so far when the green beans have come your way? The Apostle Paul was no stranger to eating green beans, and he writes something to us in 1 Thessalonians 5, whenever we unexpectedly receive green beans, and he wants to encourage us and challenge us, and it says this, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I have a question. Does he really mean that? Am I to give thanks in all circumstances? Is it really God's will 
that whatever comes my way, that I am to give thanks? So how do I get there? How do I come to the point when green beans are dumped on my plate that I immediately thank God, maybe not for the green beans, but I thank God for who he is and for being in my life. So let's consider this. Could the best preparation for thanking God for green beans be to thank him for maybe oh, pumpkin pie? And get in the habit of thanking God for the things that come our way, one of the things we don't like to come our way, the green beans, that we go ahead and thank God because we're in the habit or because we know that God is loving us through whatever comes our way. In Luke 17, Jesus encounters 10 lepers and he gives us a reason and shows us the importance of giving thanks. Luke 17, and we're beginning with verse 12. As he, Jesus, was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. Well, they did that was because they were observing the Jewish law. Lepers were to keep their distance from everybody. In fact, God had told Moses in the book of Leviticus, Chapter 13, verse 45 and 46, these words. Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes. Let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone they must live outside the camp. And so for these 10 lepers, the only fellowship they had was with one another and with other lepers that they would encounter. What do they think about every night as they're eating green beans? They wish they could have just a sliver of pumpkin pie. Verse 12 again, as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. What do they want? They wanted their share of pumpkin pie. They hoped that the Master would come to them and free them from their leprosy. Number one, God hears us when we pray. Number two, God knows our hearts. And number three, sometimes God gives us the exact thing we ask for. But number four, sometimes... Does it ever seem as if your prayers just go to the ceiling and stop there? Why is that? Why doesn't God help us when we are stuck eating green beans? Why does he not do that? We may not like this, but sometimes eating green beans produces character in us. God is in the business of making you and me like himself. And sometimes he wants us to eat green beans to strengthen our spiritual muscles as we develop our character. James, the half-brother of Jesus, wrote a letter to persecuted 
Christians. He said this in James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So in 1 Thessalonians, Paul told us to thank God in all circumstances. And now James comes along and says, consider it pure joy whenever we encounter trials. What were these guys smoking? I don't know. Well, they were smoking nothing. But what they were doing was they were relying on God's Holy Spirit and listening to him as he spoke into their life and told them things and guided them and gave them nudges and helped them so that they would do what they knew God wanted them to do and they would obey God and become the people that God wanted them to be. Their attitude and their behavior was motivated by God's spirit communicating to them and moving them. And so what is perseverance? What is persevering through tough times? The tough times that some of you are going through right now. The tough times that some of you have gone through. What does persevering through tough times accomplish in us? Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I hate it when I think I have things together and something comes out of nowhere to remind me, Robin, you do not have it all together. I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. When God does not answer our prayers as we would like, that no from God can many times actually be his answer. Let me say it again. When God does not answer our requests as we like, sometimes that no from God can actually be his answer. Rather than being in the business of giving us what we want, God is in the business of producing endurance in us and helping us to mature. Have you not noticed that in your own life before? This time in this situation with these 10 lepers, Jesus does answer the request by healing them. Verse 14, when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. Now, they're not healed just yet. Go, show yourselves to the priest. And so the lepers look at each other, and they're going, okay, what does he want us to go show ourselves to the priest? The priests are in Jerusalem. That's a two-day journey for us. Why would he want us to do that? That's where the priests were, in Jerusalem. So did Jesus really mean when he said, did he want them to go show themselves to the priest? Question. When it seems as if Jesus is telling you to do something that at first appears to be counterintuitive or a bit off the wall or rather difficult, do you question God what he told you or do you go ahead immediately and do what he said? 
Let me repeat that. When it seems as if Jesus is telling you to do something that at first seems counterintuitive or a bit off the wall or rather difficult, do you question what Jesus told you? Or do you immediately go and do what he said? What do you do? How do you respond? Now, maybe at this point, one of the 10 lepers reminded the other nine that it was just a few weeks ago, and you're surmising here, that Jesus had healed instantly their friend David, who was a leper. Luke chapter 5, verse 12, when Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And so one of the lepers said, Jesus didn't tell David to go to the priest. So why would he do that? But the fact of the matter is, they got nothing else to do. What are they going to do? So off they take for Jerusalem. And as they went, they were cleansed. Do you think these 10 lepers would have been healed of leprosy had they not started for Jerusalem? Might God, might God be a tad bit more inclined to answer our requests of him if we're in the habit of hearing what he says and obeying him immediately? Might he be a tad bit more inclined to give us what we want if we do that? One of them when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. Now, all 10 of these lepers were healed physically, but it appears that only one is going to be healed spiritually. When was he healed spiritually? I would suggest to you that he was healed spiritually when he returned to Jesus to thank him. Verse 16, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. When was the last time you and I fell on our knees and thanked God for cleansing us from our leprosy of sin? Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this Foreigner, might it be possible that you and I tend to take God's forgiveness and grace for granted? Might it be possible that you and I tend to take God's forgiveness and grace for granted and are not as thankful as we should be? Robert Fulgham the writer of Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, writes about a five-year-old girl whose name is Emily. And he speaks of Emily and her prayer to God. This is Emily and her prayer. Hello, God. 
This is Emily, I'm fine, how are you? Thanks for the sky and birds and stuff. Actually, I'm having a pretty good week. And thanks for the mashed potatoes, but not for the lima beans. I thank you really much for the meatloaf, and thanks for the chairs and the tables and the doors and the couch and the television and the walls and the roof and the bed and the bedroom and the bathroom and the towels and the grass and the clouds and the street. And so maybe Emily did get a little carried away with thanks to God. When was the last time you and I got carried away with our thanks to God? Then he, Jesus, said to him, to the one guy that came back, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now, this man and the other nine men who were lepers have already been healed of their leprosy. Is it possible that Jesus is speaking here of a different type of healing? I, I think it's entirely possible a spiritual healing that this man experienced because he was grateful to the one who healed him. Do you think that this guy followed Jesus? I think he did. I think he became an amazing follower and servant of Jesus. Have you discovered that the circumstances of life, both green beans and pumpkin pie, mean little to God? Have you discovered that the circumstances of life, both green beans and pumpkin pie, mean little to God? Now why might that be true? And I think scripture in any number of different places points out this. God is more interested in what is going on inside you than in what is happening to you. Eliza Morgan writes in Christian Parenting Today. One night my 11-year-old daughter Eva Noticed I was distracted as I tucked her into bed. I told her about a friend's teenage daughter whose hair was mysteriously falling out, and I encouraged Eva to pray for Amy. Her simple words, Jesus, please hold Amy's hair on her head, touched me. As the doctors experimented with different treatments, Amy continued to lose her hair. Eva continued to pray the same prayer. After six weeks, the doctors determined that Amy had alopecia, the disorder where hair loss is unpredictable and may be complete and permanent. When I told Eva, she took my hand and closed her eyes, her prayer this time was different. Dear Jesus, if you won't hold Amy's hair on her head, 
Would you please hold Amy? And Eliza Morgan concludes tearfully, I realize how sometimes God does not move mountains. Sometimes he moves us. Would you bow your head, please? Is there a situation where you have asked God to intervene and it looks like he's not going to? I'm not suggesting you stop asking God for a miracle. But what would happen if you told God you'd like him to do the miracle, but that if he chooses not to do that, that that would be okay with you? And if he does not do the miracle for you, would he help you through the situation? in which you find yourself. So it comes to this. What do you need to turn over to God and give permission to Him to do as He chooses? Whatever God brought to your mind, then you and he dialogue for a few moments. And if you will, turn that over to him. with heads still bowed. When we sing our song in just a minute, if you would like someone to pray with you about a green bean situation you have, you want someone to pray with you, I invite you to the front and someone will pray here with you about your situation. If you have never become a Christian, and you are ready to surrender to Jesus and to accept his forgiveness, to belong to him, I invite you when we sing to the front. If you are already a follower of Jesus, but you are not as close as you know you should be and you have drifted from him and you want to repent and restore your relationship to what it should be with Jesus, when we sing, I invite you to the front. If you are watching online and you would like to discuss anything that I have brought up, please contact us through the information you see on the screen. Almighty God, creator of green beans and pumpkin pie. Father, we thank you that whatever winds up on our plate, that you are with us 
May we take these hard sayings that we see in your word of giving thanks in all circumstances, being grateful in all trials, considering all joy, when things we don't like come our way because we know of, of you loving us and working in us. Father, may we be grateful as you want us to be. And may we decide this morning to do what it is you are calling us to do. Have your way in every, every area of our life. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.